Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. It's our Halloween night episode, and I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And tonight with us, we have the doctor, all dressed up. Aloha. Producer Joe is uh, lurking behind the curtain. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And uh, sound guy Tom, I believe, is on the I-5 somewhere, stuck in traffic. So tonight, it is actually sound guy Joe as well. That's right. Check one, two, check one, two. <laughs> so Tom may join us later tonight once uh, the parking lot starts moving again. But uh, the pictures he just sent us, I don't think we're going to see him tonight. Is there any way to describe for listeners doctor's costume? Mm. Uh, it's like Mardi Gras met the Roger. Yeah, Roger the 60s Rabbit. Under sea. Yeah, yes, that's under it. Sea. Yes. You yes. did it. Mardi Gras in the 60s underwater. Under the sea. Tell us about yep. the, what you got on here, Doc. I'm wearing a giant colorful octopus on a tie-dye shirt, and the octopus is holding, in his eight arms, he's holding uh, different phases of the moon. So, I don't know, some acid trip shirt that I bought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on an acid trip? Or yeah, that's, just, yeah. You know, it's colorful. I'm, all, I'm yes. all about color these days, because, you know, during this COVID, we need more We need more light. We need more, more color. color. Yeah. yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I told my, told my wife, no more grays and blacks. I'm going all color. There you go. I like and, I, and I like the hat. I like the yeah. hat is definitely a unique hat. So it's got a little bit of a leprechaun feel. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you dressed up. Thank you. Hey, listeners, we're friends who love good beer and telling stories. So we turned it into a podcast. And again, remember, educational podcasts, cutting edge, go to news for us, award winning, all things penguin. Yes, we are the, uh, the go to penguin podcast. We do have some updates tonight on penguins. School teachers by day, beer enthusiasts by late afternoon, early evening. Yeah. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, beer mecca within a beer mecca. Sunny here all year long, water's warm, beer's cold, stories to be told. So again, welcome. Pull up a bar stool, open up a beer and join us. And of course, as always, find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like beer the Po one and I like beer the Ta one on Twitter. And make sure you visit our website, I like beer the podcast.com. And uh, Jeff, newsletter went out. It did go out. Did Very you see cool it? News. I did see it. It was fantastic. Okay. I enjoyed it. Right. Yeah, I liked reliving my top 10 beers. And, and I went, oh, those are all really good beers. I'd like to have all of them again. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Some of them are out of production. You put some teasers in there. Yeah, it's too bad. So I noticed Joe has a couple around. teasers on his list when we launched that one too that are out of production. Yeah. But, well, you listed a lot of beers that you took a lot of my list. Like, God, I got to come up with different ones when it's yeah. my <laughs> That's why it's always good to go first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're up next, Doc. <laughs> All right. Listener Mark had asked for a top 10 list from us. Yeah. They're coming, Mark. There's a start for you. And you gave him like 25 beers on your list yeah. of 10. And I also gave him beers that are in, in San Diego and out of San Diego. So really, it's there's something there for everyone. I Overachiever. Believe. Yeah. Overachiever, yeah, well, for sure. You want to check out our newsletters, sign up on our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. We'll send it out to you. What are we uh, drinking tonight there, Jeff? I know you were in charge of beers. I'm in charge of beers tonight for Halloween night. And we're starting off with Great Divide out of Denver, Colorado, independent brewer since 1994. The Great Divide. Pumpkin ale. Pumpkin ale. All right. 
He's got a cool picture of uh, the headless horseman on the can. Yeah. Cheers. 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 It is a really cool can. I like it with the headless horseman. Well, good thing it's got a good can because the taste is like someone or something's ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're having disagreements. We on, on a disagree. This is one of the few times I think where we do have a disagreement. I, here's what I would say that I think it smells fantastic. It smells like a, it's a four or five on smell. Yeah. It, it smells like a pumpkin pie with the cinnamon and everything else. Taste wise. I don't think the taste matches the smell, um, but I don't think it's bad. I think it, I think it, it, we talked about it. It, it just, it tastes like a, like an autumn wintry beer. You know what I mean? But I don't think that the flavor, it's weird because to me, the flavor doesn't match the smell. Like I was really expecting mm-hmm. much more of a pumpkin taste to it. And that, that kind of that pumpkin spice, like that, you know, cinnamon and I, and I'm not getting too many hints of that in this. Yeah. The aroma is nice and bold. It's got that caramel maltiness and the pumpkin spice and the cinnamon and all that right in the aroma of it. But then it's much lighter. Yeah. It doesn't come across even as medium, almost like a light bodied, very smooth. I, I like it. Okay. I, I think we all have had probably better pumpkin. When you're drinking a pumpkin beer, you're looking for pumpkin. Uh, I think we like all pump- had. Yeah. Yeah. We've had pumpkin beer. Maybe hopefully some of the other ones later on tonight, are, are, you get a little more pumpkin. In it. Oh, no, I'm, you, I'm you're a fan not of getting pumpkin beers. Next. You're getting scary beers next. Oh, oh scary <laughs> beers. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can do that. I wasn't in charge of pumpkin, pumpkin beers. I was in charge of Halloween beers. You were in charge of yeah. Halloween. That's True. a good point. Very good point. So I, I, I like the toasted caramel. I wish it was a little more heavy bodied for the yeah. how dark of a beer it is. I'll drink it. I give it a four, yeah. maybe a three, seven, five, somewhere in that range. It's generous. So this is how beer is different than ass. So a beer can smell good, smell good, but taste bad. But ass, it, it, it smells bad and tastes bad. So there you go. It's a good clarifier. Thanks, <laughs> Thank John. You, and thanks Thank for you. explaining yeah, that. Thank for you for uh, what were you saying us. about educational podcast? Yes, I can. Yes. <laughs> and now you know. And now you know. Right. That's an early teaser of uh, now you know. <laughs> Well, tonight is our annual Halloween episode, tricks and treats in store for everyone. In fact, we've already started with a, a tasty beer treat and talent. You usually do a little research for us about our theme. Yes, I, I just went and tried to find some of the coolest, uh, I think, Halloween theme names. I know there's a lot out there and, it, and I, I think it's definitely a growth category of beers right now is the pumpkin slash Halloween theme. But I like these ones. Uh, you had uh, Harvest Time Pumpkin Ale from Big Boss. Blackheart, I thought that's a cool name for a beer from Three Floyds. Place we've been to, and and this is kind of a, <laughs> I, I don't know what way to take the name. It's called Monk's Blood, Twenty uh, First Amendment. Wasatch Brewing, which I, I've been to, they have that Polygamy Porter, which I think is a is a great name. But this is uh, called the Black O'Lantern Stout. Um, and then Left Hand Brewing, which is on definitely on my uh, list of, of breweries I want to I want to visit, and they have the Wake Up Dead Imperial Stout, Rogue Dead Guy Ale. That's a good one. Yeah, and then another Wasatch, they have uh, Ghost Rider IPA. So those were just a handful of the, the n- newer names or names that I saw of ones that, have, that I thought were some cool names for for Halloween. Nice job. You know, also, um, friend of the show, a brewery we did not get to on our one of our road trips up in the Pacific Northwest, but still have them on our places we want to go. He did make the T-shirt. Yes. Over, over there, Triceratops Brewing. Yes. In southern Washington, Tumwater, Washington. He sent us some some information about one of their their annual beer, their Halloween beer, the Mrs. Voorhees from the Murderous Mother in Friday the 13th movies. Uh-oh. So they make a peanut butter milk stout with salted caramel. Oh, sounds delicious. It's like an 8.1% big boy. They even say it's a scary beer, but their regulars have gotten used to it and want it every year now. 
Nice. And it's got the Jason mask on the on the label. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So hopefully that we'll get some of those and be get able some to of, taste yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds sounds very tasty. I think it sounds delicious. And you can't go wrong with a peanut butter stout with salted caramel. I mean, yeah, mm, that, uh, that, that sounds great. That, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. That will both smell good and taste good, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that the, I think it's one of those things that where the taste will match the smell. I don't I, like I said, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's weird when the taste doesn't quite match you like you smell it, you go, Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so you know, and it just then doesn't match the mm-hmm. smell. Agreed. Well, since we all have a pumpkin ale with varying opinions on it, we might as well use it for toast, roast, and pour one out. Talent, you got some toast for us tonight? I got a toast and then I got a a, a penguin update. Again, as as the go-to penguin podcasts, I do have a penguin update. This time we are not talking about uh, gay penguins, uh, but we are talking about the oldest living penguin. So recently, a Gentoo penguin at a Danish zoo was declared the world's oldest living penguin um, in captivity uh, after her age was confirmed as over 41 years old. Yeah. Okay, I was going to ask about gender identity. Yeah, yeah, 41 years. I, that's what, that's what, I believe that's the pronoun she's using. I don't know. I, I didn't okay. talk to her, but I'm just going by the report. Um, so this is a female penguin. They did they did list that at the Odensee Zoo in Denmark. And the name, it's, I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's I think it's Oldie. O-L-D-E, which apparently is Danish for great-grandmother. Makes sense. And usually, I guess, a, a Gentoo penguin typically lives for 15 to 20 years. And this one has uh, over 41 years old. So it made the Guinness yeah. Book of World Records. And there you have it. So a little cheers to Oldie, uh, our great-grandmother penguin. And uh, that's the latest in penguin news. Toast. All right. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Exactly. And then in our in my second one, I'm toasting uh, Martin House Brewing. Uh, which is located in Fort Worth, Texas by Dallas. And just because they came up with one of the most interesting beer ideas that I've ever ha- I've ever seen and something that I think I definitely have got to try. I don't know whether we'll, I'll like it, but I've got to try it. Basically, what they have created is they have created a, a collaboration, uh, which they did with um, Frank's Legendary Red Hot Sauce, uh, to create what they are calling Buffalo Wangs. And it's a oh, Buffalo, no. buffalo mm-hmm. Wing Sauce Sour Beer. And, oh, and no. honestly, oh, no. honestly, the color of it, like it's all the pictures of the color. It looks like like uh, it's buffalo, like the, like the color of like mm, buffalo uh, chicken wings. No. Don't go there. Yeah. But and, and I actually was, so I was you see it. You would have to try it if you were there uh, and they come out with this. And this is a place uh, that also does like a, a, a pickle ale. And I've had that their sour pickle ale. And it, it tastes basically like a, a pickle juice beer. You know, but this one with the one review I read said he goes, uh, I'm towards the end of it now. Definitely drinkable but I'm not having another one tonight. And no. he said, uh, sour on the front end and spicy as all get out on uh, the back end. No, uh, speaking of very back unique end, that, and tasty. You're going to be squirting at your back end after doing <laughs> it. Good happens. But again, for ingenuity, I got to give them uh, a, a shout out and just, just say, I mean, you can. Honestly, yeah, I mean, you should. What a unique beer. Well, I, I know that uh, around Thanksgiving time, I'm heading to the Dallas area. I'm going to try and run one of those down and okay. find out what it tastes like. All right. Like. I want a just full report. Some things shouldn't be combined. And, and, uh, on, on both ends of the beer. Honestly, if you, the best part of it, just if you get a chance, Google it and just look at the color of the beer. And if they, someone oh. delivered to that beer to you and didn't tell you, you just be going, why did you bring me the barbecue sauce? Why did you bring me the wing right. sauce? Wait, wait I'm Googling the beer. What is it again? What's it again? I'm going to Google. Buffalo Wangs with a Z. It's Buffalo by Martin House. Wangs. All right. Martin House Brewing. Yeah. 
Buffalo Wangs. You know, I, I'm on the same wavelength. I also have a toast for American ingenuity. And we know this, that when the chips are down, when times are tough, Americans step up where there's need. I mean, that, you know. That's true. There's, that's, this is trying times. And it has been trying times for a while. And, and this, this is where you expect Americans at their best right. to make a difference and the right kind of difference. And, and here we go. So this has to, you know, mass. We've talked about mass before. The importance of mass. We're not stupid. Hormel has come up with a black label breathable bacon mask. They're Mm. using the, and I'm going to quote here, the latest in bacon smell technology Mm. so that the wearer of the mask will experience smelling bacon the entire time they're wearing it. Nice. And then can you eat it at the end when you're finished? (laughs) You wear it all day and then throw it on a sandwich and have it for dinner? I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm going to quote from, from their website. Hormel Black Label Breathable Bacon is bacon scented for the irresistibly breathable heavenly aroma that you can keep all to yourself. Nice. And if you want to win one, they're having a contest. Ooh, why don't they have like bacon air fresheners? You can spray yes. They probably do. I'm sure they do. I don't, you don't know if those are cutting edge bacon yeah. smell technology or not. No, no, that, no. You have to be on the cutting edge. But you know what I envision with that? Like I envision you put one of those on, you walk out that day and you're walking down the street and then just dogs start just sprinting out of their houses <laughs> to try and come after you uh, to just attack your bacon flavored mask. Uh, Except for Enzo. There is. Except for dog. Enzo. Someone, someone would have to it's carry Enzo carried. out there. Someone have yeah, to carry yeah, yeah. Enzo out there. Right. So yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Thinking yeah. about the smell makes me hungry. It's like, I know. oh, bacon. That's a good hey. Cheers to that. I, 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 I can get behind anything bacon. Hey, there's more to the story, too, because oh. you can win one. They're what? having a contest. Breathablebacon.com. Okay. Uh, so actually, I think it'll end today. Oh, uh, when this podcast releases, not today that we're recording, but today that releases, breathable bacon, get in fast. And they're going to donate one meal for every uh, every uh, contest entry up to ten thousand. They're going to donate a meal to Feeding America. So nice. Once again, when the chips are down, yep. you can count on American ingenuity and bacon. So toast that and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think restaurants should just have bacon smell wafting through. You'd be just order so much food. Yeah, probably true. <laughs> I don't eat beef or pork except for one slice of crispy bacon. I know it's going to destroy me. It destroys me, but yeah. I can't resist it. That's awesome. Yeah, I already red meat except for bacon. That's it. That's yeah. my one weakness. I'll eat bacon. Well, let's head on over to roast because I know talent's got something for us on roast. I do actually. So I'm going to, I didn't know how to term this with roasting it, but I basically just going to term overreaction. So I'm roasting, I'm roasting this uh, person or individual or place for overreaction. So this story actually came out, I I think a couple of months ago and then, but they recently kind of released more of the details and the 911 call on this. This actually story made me think of you doc. So, and you'll see why at the end. So there was uh, a Wichita Home Depot uh, where there was a reported bomb threat at the Home Depot. Um, and so they recently released the 911 call in which the caller states that, hey, someone may have a bomb at the store. So, you know, the way the caller said is, hey, we just had a customer here who may have made a bomb threat, you know, that kind of thing. So police go to the Home Depot to investigate and someone there tells them that they overheard the threat in the store's restroom. And uh, so they did some investigating and uh, learned that the bomb threat came from a man in a bathroom stall and he was warning others, Hey, you all need to get out of here. Cause I'm fixing to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, they tracked the man down and obviously it became clear that it was a bit of a misunderstanding. 
and he told police, hey, I, I was just trying to be funny. Uh, one of his friends was in the uh, uh, another stall and he was giving him a warning to the this other man in the bathroom. And he didn't know that this bathroom humor would be taken so seriously. Someone else in there heard it and then went out and reported, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, it's uh, and you know why? Do you know why he was going to blow the place up? He had just I drank my theory. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Could have had, like had a, a Martin House West. Brewing yeah. Buffalo Wings yeah. IPA yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, at the end of the day, everybody had a good laugh, and police decided, hey, we're not going to press any charges here. So, hey, I guess the other thing we could have done is we could have toasted words and say that words matter, uh, and be careful what you say in the the yeah. stall of a Home Depot. Yeah, careful about how you talk crap. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, well done. Oh, well done. Landed. Nice. Landed. Uh, Doc, I think you're, you want to get off this pumpkin ale and get into another beer for pour oh, one out, yeah. don't you? I sure do. Thank you. Okay. We're moving on to a black plague Oceanside right up the street here, Oceanside black plague brewing. And we're going with our Halloween theme, the grim ripper. Nice. India pale grim ale. Ripper. <laughs> That's also the other name they gave to this guy at the home Depot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job. That works. Yeah, Nicely done. Thank you. Okay, this is much better. This is yeah. well, this, it's an IPA, so it's definitely not your your pumpkin style. Oh, yeah, is, well, I no. love pumpkin. I love pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, one that was, just wasn't your cup of beer. It was not up my alley. Oh, this is a West Coast IPA, so I know this one is six point eight percent. It should have. We should be able to pick up a little mandarin orange and floral piney notes out of it. And Black Plague, I had my choice of beers that. Halloween themed beers. They have an awesome gothic art skateboard theme. You know, they had a Hellhazer, a Hazy IPA. Oh, should have got that one. They had the Executioner Imperial IPA. They had the Medusa Milk Stout. That I was actually looking for that one. They didn't have that one available when I was checking it out. The Doomsday Double IPA, Burial Grounds, Imperial Coffee wow. Stout, and Gothica Mexican Lager. And there's more. They they're all were awesome Halloween themed yeah. beers. So yeah. that's, that's cool. Black Plague. We haven't, I, I don't know if any of you have been there. We haven't, that no, was I'm on not. our list. Go go the, one of the ones we were going to go and then kind of COVID hit and we haven't. So it's time to get back over there. Yeah. I like this IPA. It's good stuff. Tony Hawk, one of their official yeah. ambassadors. Yeah. I see all their skateboarding stuff. It's really cool. I was looking, I was actually on this. They have a, they have, I can't see what the type of beer is because it's super small here, but they do have a, a RAP Carlsbad Gap. Looks like that's one of really? the beer that they might have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Carlsbad High School made the can. Yeah, that's right. So that's pretty sweet. And uh, I've seen the the president co-founder, Jordan Hofford. I see him at my Costco all the time because he drives the giant Black Plague uh, mobile. But with all this COVID stuff, I haven't felt comfortable just walking up to someone yeah. I don't know and forcing him into a conversation <laughs> with me. But I did give him stickers one time. I tossed them into his basket and said, those stickers are for you. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, I always see the Tony Hawk, the, uh, the beer they did with Tony Hawker at Bevmo. Well, this beer also sm has a really great smell, pungent yeah. aroma yeah. in a good way. Yeah. No, I like this is really good. It's very, it's a, to me, it's a very typical West Coast IPA with it's got that pine taste, piney taste. Got that resin. It's, but it's it's actually really smooth much. finish. No, not too much, not overwhelming. And I think citrusy. it's pretty. Yeah, uh, it does have the citrus. It's pretty balanced. It's got a nice smooth finish. I think that that bitterness kind of hits you and then goes away real quick. Yeah, forty IBU. So it's got the bitterness. It kind it does. It hits you up front and then it yeah, it's kind of hop forward out. and then and then yeah, as mellows at the end back end. Well, this is an excellent beer for pour one out. I agree. What you got for us? All right, so I'm pouring one out for altars in the in the uh, you know spirit of the Halloween season, and 
uh, things, you know, altars. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have heard this story. You really can't make this stuff up. Uh, so this is the story of Reverend Travis Clark, and he's from New Orleans. I don't know what kind of reverend he is or what uh, what he preaches in terms of what church he's affiliated with. But basically, I would say is that uh, it's kind of safe to say that he follows that doctrine that if you're going to break the rules and do something you shouldn't be doing, you might as well go extreme. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's the story. He was Reverend Clark, as I will call him here, was recently caught filming himself having sex with two dominatrixes on the altar of his church in New Orleans. Oh, oh boy. What kind of church is that, baby? <laughs> in okay. New Orleans. So um, it sounds and that, like. Was that frowned upon? Uh, well, apparently it, it is. Okay. All right. I didn't know. I don't know anything about the church. Yeah. Well, this is educational. Uh, as well. So Clark uh, was only recent, or he was discovered actually by pure coincidence. It says a passerby was walking by the church and saw the lights on at 11 p.m. and says, hey, that's not normal. So I'm going to stop in and take a look. So the doors are open. Uh, or yeah, I guess the doors must have been open or something. I don't know. Or maybe he knew a secret passage in or something like that. So uh, hey, you church, can imagine he was door policy. Yeah, he was a bit surprised uh, with what he found. Uh, so he walks in there and catches the reverend there with the uh, his two new friends. And uh, so first question I'd ask is, you know, put yourself in that situation. And what do you think you would do if uh, you walked in on your uh, local preacher in a, in a not so flattering uh, situation? Well, obviously I don't know where they're flattering or not. (laughs) He he pulled out his camera and decided to record it. (laughs) So he pulls his camera out. Oh, I see it here. A demonic sex act. There you go. And decides to record it. And then he takes that, obviously, probably takes a, a version of the recording for himself later. Uh, but he decides to show it to the authorities. And now Reverend Clark and his two new friends could face up to three years in jail for oh. obscenity. Yeah. So uh, be careful what you do. Uh, now, the other side of it, Clark actually, uh, su- I don't know if this is a surprise or not, but he has been suspended from the church. Yes. Uh, so it is a church that probably frowns upon this. Uh, you guys were asking what kind of church was it? It's one that would frown upon this. And, uh, <laughs> and probably, sex. yeah, and probably more importantly, Weird. if you were really worried about the sanctity of the altar, uh, there's no need because Archbishop Gregory Allman uh, performed a ritual to restore it. Oh, that's not what I'm reading here. But apparently that did not take. Okay. Uh, right. So they then removed the altar and burned it. Oh. Uh, so the altar has been removed and burned. It has been purified in the ultimate purified sense. And uh, there you have it. So I'm pouring one out for altars. It's been a tough season on altars in New Orleans. Was that just frowned upon because he got caught? Or was it, you know, that's what I'm wondering. No, I bet that's wrong. I bet it's wrong all I, the time. I believe it caught is. Caught or in, not. I think it's incorrect to do that, not is only it, on an altar or in a church it's yeah it's frowned upon wait, is and it if, frowned upon because there were two dominatrix if there was just one dominatrix <laughs> you know that have been okay yes one was named mindy lady yeah. v dixon and the other yes. is melissa empress ming chang yes. i got a lot i got a lot of questions i don't yeah. know the article. <laughs> you may not have the answers but uh but yes it was uh it's one of those stories when you had there's no way this is true. And then you read and go, oh, it is true. Hey, it's New true. Orleans, baby. A lot of weird New stuff happens down there. That is true. So so that's my poor one out there for poor altars, man. Innocent altar did not have any choice in this. All the altar was trying to do was get that's through right. the night. <laughs> my guess is that was not the first time the 
altar had been desecrated in such a manner. I don't, I don't think Probably the one not. time yeah, the yeah, Reverend ha- uh, Reverend Travis Clark yeah. had this whim was the one time someone walked in. He, you, you don't he think felt the, comfortable with what he was yeah. doing. You don't think he just started off with like, "Hey, I've got an idea." Two dominatrixes. Let's just go that route right <laughs> off the first bat. You know, uh, you know yeah, that. Mindy V. Before we start, can you unlock the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have an open door policy here. <laughs> Well, maybe a third dominatrix was supposed to come later, and she was, you know, whatever. Oh, that's an oh, so he's leaving the door open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Door open. You know what? Yeah. Actually, I'm reading a little farther in the story, and it does say that the third dominat Nick. What do you, how you call it? Not dominatrix. Dominic. Oh, thank you, Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. It does say right here that there was right. a third one on the way. She had been held up at Martin House Brewing, where she was picking up <laughs> wild wing buffalo wings. No, wings, wings. Yeah, wild wings. That is true. So, hey. It's like it's like the Motel Six. We'll leave the light on, right? That's kind of where it is at this one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast and Pour One Out. Is that what Tom Bedette means when he means we'll leave the light on for you? <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> last year we had a lot of fun on halloween last year we talked about our best halloween costumes and some childhood memories that was a lot of fun one of my favorite episodes i thought i'd follow up this year with what is your worst halloween costume ever so doc i remember if i remember correctly big birds you were were you twin big birds with your wife oh yeah you know that was best and worst that was worst that was worse. Really? That was worse. Because last year you, you said Come on, a grown man. Well, I was pretty young, man. <laughs> uh, you know, 20. I was, like, grown. I was like 20 or something. I was yeah, like, yeah. Know, dressing up like freaking Big Bird, man. That's, you know. <laughs> Granted, we went to some bars and won some dress up, whatever you call them, costume contest. Nice. Come on. Dude, when you're like 20 something, you think you want some studly costume. You're wearing a yeah. freaking Big Bird, you know. Big Bird. What the hell is that all about? I think it's awesome. It all is right. awesome. It shows that you're very manly and you're comfortable with your manliness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and your and your feathers. Yes. Yeah. So you want my wor- you want my worst costume? So when I was at UCSB, my buddy and I thought it'd be really funny to uh, dress up like poop, and so we and so we made ourselves poop, and we thought all oh, we supposed to be so funny. We'll put like corn in ourselves, and it was just really lame. So yeah. So we we're like big big turds. That's what. So we're this wearing. is. This is your buddy in, in college, uh, yeah. Travis Clark. He became a reverend, didn't he? Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> right, right, right. It was a slippery slope. So, anyway, yeah, that was the dumbest costume by far. We just thought, oh, we're so funny. We'll be a big turd. And we just like big turds. How come no one wants to talk to us? I'm going to yeah. just say that, that, that as someone who has attended several uh, or did attend way back in the day, several Halloweens at Santa Barbara, that that is not a place where some of people's best decisions have been made. No. Um, it is a place where poor decisions usually were made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was a la- it was last minute. We just put some, like got some brown tr- oh. you know, plastic trash bags. And I don't know what we got for the yellow for the corn. And we just threw it on. And ah, this is a great costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I should and, stop here because that wins. Yeah, I think we, that wins. I don't know I, where you know, we're going next. No, no, no one can compete with us. Ran, ran down the streets of Isla Vista, Del Playa, you know, with like 20,000 people and whatever, drunk people. and But it was, you know, when you're 20, 
20 years old. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> 21. Cause you would never drink uh, underage. Yeah, Let's just yeah. be honest. Yeah. True. Sure. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Hey, producer Joe, worst costume ever. And you can't use the one where you met Kim. Right, the parachute pants and the yeah. you know, you know, not that one. You've no. already used that. I mean, what I wore on Monday? Or I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. Um, I think I talked about it last year, but it, it was a Yoda costume. I, I oh, bought yes. the ears and got the green paint, and just had a perception that it was going to be an awesome costume. And got, I think my sister prepped it all up for me, and I looked in the mirror and was like, "Oh, oh it didn't happen." Yeah. So did you decide to stay home? Not land. Nope. Now, nope. Did you go out anyway? Went out anyways. Okay, Went good. To get my candies. Yeah, that's good. right. But yeah, it was pretty benign. Just trying to be Yoda. I had the height actually. I nailed the height for Yoda. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the talent. Your best was you had the legit Darth Vader. Yeah, that definitely was my my best. I would say you know it's hard to stay because going back thinking back when you were a kid, most of I think our probably early costumes were those plastic ones, <laughs> which were all pretty right, bad. Right. But at the yeah. time, mm-hmm. we thought we were pretty sweet as Batman or you know, Superman or whatever it was that we wore that year. So, but honestly, to me, if I had to think of, I won't know if I would call this my worst costume, but it's really kind of in the light of what uh, Doc was talking about with the Big Bird. So when I was in college, um, my my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, uh, we flew up to one of her friends in San Francisco to stay with them over uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, we went up there with no costumes. We went to a costume party and you know, obviously I didn't want to spend a lot of money or anything else. So I get some, I had some jeans already and, um, I think I got a corn cob pipe and I had a flannel and I, so I decided I'm going to go as Huck Finn, uh, <laughs> for, for this, uh, this thing. So it's pretty, pretty benign, generic, whatever. And so the part that makes it funny is, is, so it was a pretty simple, you know, and again, that's a 20 something year old as Huck Finn, which is kind of silly, but, uh, what made it really kind of the, the funniest part to me of it, they ask us, well, what do you want to do tonight? You know, and, and uh, they said, there's, there's a bunch of parties in San Francisco on Halloween. We can go to the, the really kind of flamboyant crazy one, or we can go to the, the tame safer one. And I, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's go to the safer tame one. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a 20 year old young man here. I'm like, no, 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 we're going to the safe tame one. So proceed to head to what is called, I think it was called the exotic erotica celebration. Okay. Um, and I should have, you know, the clue should have been as you were walking, because what they would do there is they shut down the whole street and you pay money to get in. And like, there's the DJs going and the parties. It's like just a whole street of parties. And I should have noticed as I uh, walked towards the gate where they were collecting the donation to come in and they're all wearing these shirts that said on Halloween, even the skeletons come out of the closet, uh, that it was going to be a different experience (laughs) than I had experienced uh, with regards to Halloween in uh, Southern California. Uh, no, so no, needless to say, yeah. yeah, well, I'm just saying my, like where I grew up. So this is going to be different than my, my normal Halloween experience that I've had. So I think that's the part that makes it kind of my silly costume is here. I'm dressed up as Huck, Huck Finn, Finn. Yeah. little, <laughs> you know, innocent young, uh, Americana costume. And I walk in and I will be honest with you that in that night I saw more, uh, male butts than I've seen <laughs> in my entire life. It was an educational experience and an eye-opening experience. Actually, it was a lot of fun, um, but it was it was like I was out of place. That's just well, you so, probably as Huck Finn, you were probably pretty popular. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Needless and, to say, but uh, it was, that was, and I'm just glad we went to the tame one because if that was the tame <laughs> one, I don't even want to know what the, uh, the over-the-top flamboyant one was. But if you ever get a chance to do it, I've, once again, when we get to have crowds and stuff like that, highly recommend it just because it is, uh, it's amazing. It was amazing. YOLO, baby. Saw, YOLO. 
I saw some of the most beautiful, the beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, and then come to realize, oh, that's not a woman. Okay. <laughs> so hats yeah. off to them because their costumes were phenomenal. So you learned a lot about yourself that night. Huh? You did learn a lot yeah, about yeah. yourself that night. So yeah, sublime buttocks or sublime buttocks. Yes, that's what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? So. We're male, female, or penguin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, we are we are an open podcast. Yes, we are. We're so. an open podcast. <laughs> hey, Halloween, well, anything go? That's the thing. Halloween, people think ah, they you know, they can get out, they can be whoever they want, right? Yeah. Weird it stuff gets, happens. Once it's dark, right? Yeah, once right? it's dark, <laughs> when you the light, put on a mask, bacon yeah. smelling or not. When once yeah, you've got a mask true. on, you know, anything. yeah, some true yeah. colors fly. Yeah. yeah, Oingo Boingo has a song. When the lights go out, everybody has fun. <laughs> and it's like, yep. <laughs> well mine are quite boring after all oh that. sorry about that yeah, yeah. no no Let's thank you yours, those are Let's great stories yeah. we wait, appreciate wait. all of you your mean, honesty you mean after poop and uh and a <laughs> erotic and, exotica and exotic yeah. erotica exotic erotica i was just feeling bad because my mother loved making full-blown Halloween costumes for my sister and I. It was like she'd start like in September, wow. take us to the material shop and have six photos of of you know Luke Skywalker or whatever it was, Dracula, and and she would start sewing and make these elaborate costumes. But all I ever wanted was the like you said the plastic Batman costume, like all my friends had. Yeah, <laughs> they they were so jealous of my costume. I'm like, yeah, but you got a Batman <laughs> with the rubber band, <laughs> so. That was my worst, but I thought it was my best when I had my Batman, plastic Batman one yeah. that lasted what? How long did those last? Not, not 25 even minutes? Through, not even halfway <laughs> through most of the evenings. Yeah. Plus, they were so hot, you couldn't even, like, you'd be sweating so bad and all that. Yeah. You just take it off at a certain point, you know, and you go trick or treat. What are you? Oh, I'm Batman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the year I want to be a bat, my mom made me wings. Like yeah. full like leather wings nice. with the nice. with the cap with the nice. with yeah. the big ears on it and the whole thing and I'm like you know all I really want is the uh, plastic Superman <laughs> thing but thank you for the nice. two months you wasted sewing this all for me and measuring it and all that yeah talent did you see uh, any leather wings and the yeah exactly. <laughs> I saw I saw a lot of leather I will say that a lot of leather. <laughs> And a lot of places where leather needed to be. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, places where yeah. leather Whoops, probably should have been. Leather right there. Yeah, a lot of places that they probably should have put more leather. So, yes. I will say this. One of the ones that honestly was like I actually had to stop. And I, I think I probably was just standing there like like my jaw on the ground just staring. This guy, woman, whatever, I'm not sure, uh, was just dressed up as Cruella DeVille. Like, to the, like, like out of the Disney movie. And she had her like 15 Dalmatians all on leashes that were all in leather G-strings. <laughs> and that's, that was her costume as she's walking down. And I'm just like, oh, man, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> so wait, she really had 15 Dalmatians. Yeah, she had like 15 or what? I don't even know how many, but they all are on leashes. And the only thing they were wearing is their leather thongs. Okay. And, uh, and there you have it. Hey, that was the tame one. That was the tame one. I think the time was to... had by all. Those Dalmatians yeah. were probably embarrassing just to have a you know, leather G-string on. Yeah, they looked like they were having fun. I don't think they were embarrassed. I think they knew what was... they signed up. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They knew what they signed up for. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Talon. I understand you have a special Halloween WTF for us. What the whiskey tango oxtrot?
So yeah, so I actually uh, have two, um, and one is going to be my special beer WTF first because I just saw this uh, a couple days ago, and I'm like, what up with this? So this happened in the uh, United Kingdom, um, otherwise known as England, to those of you that aren't aware of what that is. Um, but the regulators there fined Heineken $2.6 million uh, because Heineken was forcing British bars to sell their beer. So basically what was happening is Star pubs and bars, which operates their uh, UK pub arm, was telling breweries or pubs there, what they pubs, who wanted to offer, you know, competing brands that every drop that they sold had to be from a Heineken label. Um, and so they got busted for that. And uh, rude. They, yeah, rude. Exactly. So they ended up getting fined 2.6 million. Uh, and I think that's extremely appropriate. Um, so first of all, come on, WTF Heineken. Give the little guy a chance. Exactly. So, and I will tell you this, that in my opinion, even one of the worst craft beers is going to be better than the Heineken. So <laughs> that's just my <laughs> humble opinion. <laughs> All right. Let's ask Doc. Doc, you going the Great Divide Pumpkin Ale or Heineken? Ah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Don't make me it's, go there. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. scratch that from the record. I right. would go with the Great Divide <laughs> Pumpkin Ale. That was it. Long. It wasn't a hard. Two, yeah, two different answers there. I think the only time I've ever drank a ton of Heineken was I was down in uh, Aruba, and that's because it's a Dutch. Oh, I know exactly when I had yeah. Heineken and too yeah. much of it. At, uh, in Vegas, when I was probably in my early 20s, yeah. Barbary, remember Barbary Coast? Oh, yeah, Barbary Coast. Right next yeah. door to there, they had 25-cent Heinekens if yeah. you'd gamble. Like, uh, oh, it was, it was wow. called Slots of Fun. Nice. Oh, that's oh, that's which, nice. I like which that. we cleverly called because we are super clever sluts of fun. Oh, wow. uh, twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wordsmith even then. Yes, yes. yeah. Twenty five cent Heinekens. And Wait, you're supposed to get free alcohol long. while you're gambling. What? But a I guess it, that's because where you, you were. But it was Heineken. It was Heineken. Yeah, just, Heineken. So you have to pay you. a little more. Yeah, yeah. It's higher in stuff. Yeah, it's higher in stuff. So you have to. What a headache. Oh. I know. I thought actually that's exactly what I remember about Heineken is the headache. Yep. Like that's what's I like. I had a bunch, and I'm like, I can't drink this anymore. The headache was brutal. So I don't know what they what they do with their. It's that special MSG they put into the formula or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, so my real WTF for the evening was my Halloween WTF, and so Halloween, as we have already kind of talked about, always brings out uh, the crazy people from the woodwork. Uh, so this is to uh, talk about uh, the crazy people that are convinced that they're either married to or dating ghosts. Uh, I didn't even know this thing, but I found out that this is a thing, actually. And so this year, we're, we're, we're going to talk about really quickly the tragic tale as this poor woman was forced to call off her marriage to a ghost after he fell in with the wrong crowd. Oh, so yeah, that happens. It's really, it does oh, happen. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, so this the lady's name. Yes, yeah, so it could be. This lady's name, her name is Amethyst Realm. Um, I don't know if that's made up or not, but that's her name. That's, that's an sound awesome like name. What's her first name? Amethyst. Amethyst Realm. Seems okay. like a good, good. What a great Dungeons and Dragons name. It does seem like it. Like she should be maybe like a paladin, like like third level paladin. Body type shapely yes exactly so but anyways uh so she apparently has been in a relationship with a ghost named ray mm -hmm. so i'm not really understanding she's amethyst he's ray but whatever they've, they've been she's, <laughs> she's dating this ghost this ghost's name is ray and uh they actually it, it became so serious that they became engaged but then recently she had to call off the wedding uh so very sad it's always sad to see when that That's happens tough. yeah um, so you're probably asking yourself, well, what, what happened? How, how, how did that not work out? How did it go so, wrong? How did it go wrong? So according to Amethyst, it was actually going really well. 
So her and Ray went on vacation last May. Mm-hmm. So they went on vacation. I didn't get where they went on vacation to, but they went on vacation, um, which I guess probably during COVID's tough anyways. Um, but they went on vacation. Apparently after the vacation, he just completely changed. Mm. As goes well. Yeah. So, I mean, probably should have got more details. He could have been in Vegas having 25 cent Heinekens. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but uh, he completely changed. So uh, what she says is that he started becoming really inconsiderate. Uh, she says he disappeared for long periods of time. As ghosts will do. Yeah. But when he would come back, then he would bring other spirits to the house with them and they would just hang around and party for days. Oh, come on. Yeah. And she said they'd just be crashing and banging and strange noises. Um, and she even thinks that he had started doing drugs because he'd been with oh. this this bad crowd. How does that work? I don't know. But it's really, it's a sad tale. It really is a sad tale. Yeah, he'd do drugs. He'd get high. He'd be up there on cloud nine. Exactly. Um, and uh, so you got all these spirits coming to the house, having a party, doing drugs. She's trying to plan a wedding. It's just tough. And so anyways, she broke off the engagement. And then she also revealed, that, and this is actually probably good. It's part. This is the educational part of it because... Um, Oh, Tom made it. Hey, Tom. Tom. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late. Tom, this is the educational part. Write this down. Okay. Wait, wait. Let me get my pen. So if you ever break (laughs) up with a ghost, uh, she is now using Sage to keep him at bay because he's trying to reconcile with her. Oh. So I learned that, that if, if you have an issue with the ghost, you have a stalker, that's a ghost or sage is which we use to, to keep it. So not really sure how it's all going to work out for these two. You know, hey, maybe in the future, don't get engaged to a ghost. No. So that's my Halloween WTF. Well, thank you for your double. That, that's a trick and a treat, a double WTF. Oh, that's weird. I didn't think of it that way. Thank you. That's good. I like it. What the whiskey? You ready for another beer, Doc? Oh, uh, is the pub Catholic? <laughs> does the bear? Poop I don't know. The... Based on today's news, does the does the bear poop in the woods? Okay, there we go. There you go. Well, I saved uh, for our, our third beer of the evening because this is going to be a sipper. Okay. The Stone Enjoy by 1031 Oh, oh yeah. Nice. With the I upset. just bought that as a bought this as a present for a friend and dropped it off on their doorstep. At the same time, I was dropping these off on your doorstep. Prob- most likely. This, Still this not irony. Pour this one out for Nick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Nick, this is for you, Nick. Good luck, Nick, for all the work you're doing for us, Nick. There you go. This is I dropped this off for Nick. You know what's fun is you go to their the stone website and you pull up this beer it has a countdown timer telling you you must drink it by this is their hopped up ipas that that are not supposed to be stored you drink them while they're fresh 9.4 percent. so i thought we'd save this for last 90 ibus hey my wife just asked me a good question we should bring it up how long is a can of beer good for oh well, she needs to listen to the episode with Brian Helton from Helton right. Brewing, where he gave us an excellent explanation of that. If she'd listened to our podcast, she'd have these answers. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> she watches like Oprah and stuff like that. She's not All right. Well, she's still him. a good person. Oh, she is. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when she's, you know, retires, which hopefully is soon we retire. And then oh, wait, uh, we'll have her send that in. We need, we haven't had a, a letter from a listener in a while. Have her send that in. And we will, right. talent will do his research because it's right. going to be a style Here's to style question. basis. How there. long does an average can of beer last for? That's a great question. It is a great question. So we got 10 different hops in this oh, Enjoy oh, by 1031. Fresh. And they got a little dry hop action going, which in their words, not mine, amps up the peach and tropical notes. And it, and it's your it's your stone IPA. You know, it's going to be a yeah. big boy. It's a big boy. It smells great. You know, you're going to be surprised at how drinkable it is for how strong it is. But you can tell it's strong. It, Ooh, you can it's tell strong. it's strong, but it is super. It's good. Like clean and balanced, but yes. yeah, it's it packs a punch. Yeah, you know that you're getting yourself into a, a big beer here. So I figured this was a good one to get into now, so we could sip it along the way to the end. Mm-hmm. I really like it though; really, really good. And uh, JD, Texas beer dude, who sent you the advice yeah, when you went yeah. off to Texas, yeah, right. He had sent me when it, when I posted pictures that we had picked this up that uh, he wanted to know how much it changed. So I had one when I first bought it uh, good. ten days ago. And now we're having it here at the end of October. And not that I'm your most subtle observer of nuanced beer changes, but I don't notice any difference. Interesting. <laughs> I really don't notice any difference. It, it was delicious then. It's delicious now. Yeah, I agree. It's a delicious. I certainly don't think it's lost any of its zing. No. It's very flavorful. So there you go, JD. There's your answer. I haven't noticed any difference. But I'm not a beer judge. Maybe a beer judge can say it dropped a level or something on there, but I can't tell any difference. I thought it was good then. I think it's good now. It's flavorful. Definitely pick up that the peach and tropical notes on it. Mm-hmm. Really like it. Listener Nick, I hope you enjoyed it. What did you say the IBUs were? 90. Oh, that's a subtle. Because they like to bring it down under 100 yeah, when they yeah, can. Yeah, it's subtle. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> For for a ninety IBU beer, it's it's uh, exceptionally smooth. That's what I will say. Big treat for everyone tonight. Doctor Todd has prepared a special Halloween edition of. Welcome to Wild Things, where tonight we're going to talk about vampire bats, because that is appropriate for Halloween. So lately, bats in general have gotten a lot of bad press because of, you know, they're getting blamed for everything, coronavirus, you know, everything. So I'm hoping to educate y'all, all you listeners, and by the end of this, actually at the end of this little segment, we're going to take a little vote. I have a device that we can take a vote of all the listeners, whether this podcast should be officially pro-bat or anti-bat i'll explain that later so listeners listen up i'm more superman but let's go right pro-bat or anti-bat all right here we go so i'm gonna first uh yeah and then joe's gonna chime in because producer joe has a lot more intimate relationships he raises bats yeah exactly right right so so Bat whisperer is what they call him. Sorry, I might might have some bat biology and behavior, but Joe's got you know he's got one-on-one experience. experience. Yes. So, anyways, he's made out with a bat actually, (laughs) and videoed it. Yeah, got got caught. Kind of got away with it. Not like that priest back in uh, in uh, New Orleans. All right. So, anyways, let's call him a cat pastor. Just so a little bit of bat 
biology. Here we go. So, uh, and we're going to move into vampire bats. So bats are the only flying mammal. You might have like flying squirrels, but they just, they you know, they're wannabe. They just kind of glide. So bats are true flyers. It's like if you took your fingers and you extended them, they're really long and skinny and put webbing in between them. That's kind of like, yeah, that's what a bat is. They're, yeah. So they're real actual flyers. There's over a thousand species of bat worldwide. Uh, and there's actually like 40 species in the, in the United States alone. Uh, they can live to be 30 years old. They can wow. fly. They can fly up to 100 miles an hour, making really? them the fastest mammal on Earth because they are mammals. Everyone thinks, oh, cheetah is the fastest mammal. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. I never knew that. That's there interesting. You go. Wow. There you go. Cheetah can suck it. Yeah. yeah screw suck you, it. cheetah. Suck it, cheetah. So obviously a lot of you know that bats can find their food in total darkness, right? Sonar, just like dolphins or a little, little beep, 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 little to, so they can locate insects. Kind of like my backup camera. Right, exactly. Yeah, same. Same. Right. About 10 to 20 of those little beeps per second, listening for the echoes. That's how they see things, you know, basically with sound. That's what sonar is, seeing things with sound. Sonar stands for sound navigation arranging. Anyways, they can eat, and Joe knows this, up to 1,200 mosquitoes an hour, a little math. That's 20 per minute. That's one every three seconds. Wow. So I was just trying to imagine this. I was thinking about this today, thinking, okay, if you're a bat, you're flying at like whatever. Let's say you're flying at 80 miles an hour, and your little beep, beep, beep locates it. Your little sonar finds an insect at 80 miles an hour, and you go find that little tiny mosquito, and you and you get it. That's just like crazy to think of. Yeah. That's like me so, with chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Or bacon. Going back yeah. to what we were talking about, bacon, we could do the same with bacon. Yeah. We called you the yeah. cheetah of bacon, but now <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. the yes. bat of bacon. Right. Yeah. So they're flying at they're flying at 80 miles an hour and they're just grabbing mosquitoes out of the air like once every three seconds. It's amazing. So uh, anyways, so uh, a little more Canadian, crazy Canadians. This crazy Canadian biologist went to Belize he caught over a hundred, a uh, hundred bats. He did a little experiment. Somehow he enclosed some of the outdoors. I don't know how he did that, but he set up a little obstacle course for these hundred some bats. Hung chains from trees and stuff. And then what he did? He Bad got Olympics. him. Dr he got him drunk. Yeah, well, he got I him know, drunk. That's what you do. Why not do that? So he got him drunk, like really drunk. It'd be like yeah. like point three BAC. So like oh, basically, it's like us drinking, stone. you know, like 15 yeah, like, of these stones, right? Yeah. Right. It's like, so he got these at the, the evening. So he got these bats drunk and what he found, they flew straight, you know, they were, they, they, yeah. yeah nice. But what he found is certain bats actually found certain species of bats actually are, have a better tolerance, right? He said this, this guy Fenton, he's this biologist, he said he compared it to various people saying there are some people just sniff the cork and they're gone. And others yeah. who can soak, soak up two or three bottles, they show no signs of impairment. Same thing with bats. Some can handle it. Some can't. Yeah. I can picture a bat looking at a cheetah like, yo, yeah. cheetah, yeah. I can right, beat right. you yeah. drunk. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> so, so some bats, some species of bats that basically can like, that eat a lot of fermented fruit. They're, right, they're, right. they're, they're fine. They're, yeah, they're yeah. fine. They can That's do it fine. Yeah. So like there there's no go. Uber, no Uber in the bat world, basically. <laughs> right, right. Saying. Not necessary. So anyways, that's those crazy Canadians, you know, experiment with drunk bats. Yes, they are. Yeah. So anyways, so remember, uh, listeners, we're talking about bats, pro or con for bats. So here's a, here's a pro. Without bats, you can say goodbye to bananas, avocados, and mangoes. Because over 300 species of fruit depend on bats for pollination. Those so, are my three favorite fruits right there. So right. I'll go two out yeah, of three. Bro. They I'll help spread the seeds for nuts, figs, cocoa. So 
Yeah, without bats, we wouldn't have like agave or the Sogaro cactus. Ooh, uh, or tequila. Yeah, true. Yeah. So uh, here's some more good fun fun bat facts. We haven't gotten to vampire bats yet. We're just getting to fun Whoa. bat facts. They, some bats hibernate in the cold, and they actually can survive surviving uh, survive freezing temperatures even after being cased in ice. They can just bust out, bust out of that. What? There you go. That's crazy. So uh, more fun bat facts. They have one pup a year. Bat mothers can find their babies among thousands, just like penguins, by their little beep, their little voices and their scents nice. and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Now, here, I found this out. This is something new I learned, even though you know I know a lot of things about science and animals. But guano, so bat droppings, like, like bird droppings, first of all, it's an Inca term meaning manure. Right? It refers mostly to like bats and seagulls. But anyways, it's one of the richest fertilizers. So before we had synthetic man-made fertilizers, guano was really a big business. Uh, like in Texas, it was before oil, it was their largest mineral export. So an early act of imperialism, a little history, history folks, this is an educational podcast. In 1856, our Congress passed the U.S. Guano Island Act, nice. which said any U.S. citizen had exclusive rights to guano on, a, on an unclaimed Caribbean island. There you go. Because that's, um, that's, how, that's how, you know, how much in demand guano was. So there you go. So Joe, you might have you might have a side business here, Joe. Right? I have two side businesses. I have yeah. a bat extraction business. I've extracted uh-huh. six bats out of my home. So, <laughs> so I know how to extract a bat. If we can call it the I like beer bat extraction. Yeah. And then yeah, we have twenty five bats that uh, we think live in our chimney of our house. Um, your bat cave. We like to call it the bat cave. It is the bat cave. Yeah. The so, bat cave. so Joe, in your bat cave, there's probably some bat guano. And tell us, didn't, didn't you have a bat expert come out and tell you like how valuable the bat guano yeah. was? It's been an interesting um, experience with the bats because our first desire was to get rid of them. They came from the fire. So we had a fire in our house. Obviously, there's a big hole in our uh, roof. So bats uh, occupied the home. It was warm. Uh, they said it's a nice yeah, place. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, we'll stay for a while. My first reaction was to get rid of them. And of course, the price point for getting rid of a colony of bats from your house is somewhere between $1,500 plus. Oh, so, <laughs> so how can I learn to live with the bats? <laughs> <Yeah. basically> the, <laughs> guano. <laughs> yeah. Guano. So yeah. guano, yeah. So, yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 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 Scratch that, please, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, that's safe. That's safe. We're yeah. keeping that. Yeah. So yeah, no, I have not been able to find the way to collect guano, but I'm very intrigued in the market for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're now, guano now, you, curious. Yeah. I'm guano oh, curious. Yeah. For sure. Can you just True. tell the extractor, hey, he can have all of the guano in exchange for you know removing the bats for removing the bats? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Right. So yeah, we're down to about six bats flying out. We, we were we had about twenty five. I'm not sure if it's a change in uh, the season, so that not all the bats come out every night. But I found <laughs> I found myself sad in uh, the number of bats that are showing up. I'm like, where's maybe that some are bats? just hibernating. Maybe some are yeah, just hibernating. No. Right. So, yeah, in, I went from wanting to get rid ice. of them yeah. to yeah, they're yeah. Do you miss them? I miss them. Yeah, they're part of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so a couple more quick uh, bat facts before we get on to the vampire bats. But the world's largest bat are the flying fox. It's got a wingspan of six feet across. There are fruit six bat. feet. I did six not need feet. to know that. Did not need yeah. to know that. Yeah, so anyways, yeah. again, they're so they basically bats. They're one of three. They're either a it's like a fruit, condor. A, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> eating, they're either a fruit eating bat 
or they're insectivores like Joe's bats. They're eating mosquitoes and stuff. Or they're the, the blood-sucking vampire bats, which we'll get to in a second. Anyways, the world's smallest bat is called the bumblebee bat in Thailand. It's like, it's like your thumbnail. Weighs less than a penny. So there you go. There are bats. We have some bats. We have some bats in uh, Arizona and like the Southwest. They eat venomous scorpions. They're called the pallid bats. And like 70% of their diet sometimes is eating these venomous scorpions. And they're like uh, immune to their sting. That's a good sting. thing. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And all of you, Texas, all of your listeners in Texas, you probably know about the uh, basically the world's largest colony of the Mexican free-tailed bats. There's like millions of them in the caves down there that, you know, people are infamous for flying out. But some things you didn't know about bats, they're very clean. They groom themselves and they groom each other. A little social grooming. That's just nice. Yeah, that is nice. That, that is nice. Yeah. And we groom our bats. It's right. It's, it's yeah. fulfilling. It's yeah. a, a added service bonus. And I might be a little biased because I'm telling some a lot of good things about bats because they also have a high level of resistance to like the vampire bats since they're drinking blood. Right? Even though we're not talking about vampire bats, I'm skipping yes, ahead. Yeah. Right? They're resistant to a bunch of blood-borne viruses. Viruses are carried in your blood. They are resistant to that. So a lot of scientists are going, hey, we can make vaccines out of them, which they were in China. Which we think, oh, that's where the virus came from. Well, lately, they bought people thinking, oh, they came from the, uh, oh, gosh, what's that? That animal starts with a P, pollen, whatever. Uh, so anyways, uh, there's a lot of helpful vaccines that have been developed from bats because of their resistance to blood-borne viruses. But Todd, are you recommending that we drink blood? That's well, what no, no, I'm no. hearing oh, that. Yeah. We're, I'm we're hearing not that. on the vampire <laughs> bats yet. I'm, a, I'm getting a anyways. knife right now. I'm about ready to cut my arm. And I'm going to so, be for free. Yeah, here, you got to drink other people's Joe, oh, Joe, Joe, your wife showed us that you have a bat box you're about to install for your yes, bats to live in, instead of in your house. I'm trying to improve the conditions for it. Which is good. Because more than half of the bat species on our planet, more than half of those 1,000 plus over 500, are actually endangered. Because basically, essentially, you know, humans are kind of moving into their territory and they don't have a place to live. So, so build a bat box. Okay. All right. So now I've invented this device where people can choose. I'm not, I'm going to, we're going to vote before we go into vampire bats. I have this device that I invented that looks into the future. So people that are listening, so people that are listening, so people that are listening in the future, you can vote now and we will receive your votes because this is not a live podcast. We're recording. So I have this device because I'm a scientist that's going to record your votes right now. So if you're listening anytime in the future to this podcast, you're going to vote. So let me start it up. Hold on. Can I make my argument for pro bat? No, 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 not yet. He's We're going to take... start the device up. I, yeah. yeah. I'm starting the device. Starting the device. Like you, need up. Oil. you need a little oil in that I'm device. Starting the device. Here we go. Ready? Vote now. Okay. The votes are coming in. The votes are coming. Oh, I'm also getting some feedback. Some, uh, I'm getting some comments as well. Uh, Bob, Bob, Bob in Arizona. Wow, those bats are crazy. I don't think I want bats. Uh, so Bob, so Bob voted no. Karen in Wisconsin has just voted yes. She didn't know so many good things about bats. Uh, that was Karen in Wisconsin. Okay, tallies are coming in. Uh, okay, here's the tally. Here's the final vote. We had 69 votes anti-bats. Wow. But yet, but yet we had twelve hundred and ninety-three votes. Yes. Pro bat. Pro bat. I'm pro, pro bat. bat. I agree. Yes. So Ooh. that means we had that means we had over like thirteen hundred votes. Well into the future, people are going to listen to this podcast. Uh, they voted pro bat. So I guess the voters have have said that we so are. So we are now we are officially a, a pro yeah. bat podcast. Well, not yet. I, I, 
I think we need to hear Spaniard's argument because yeah. the people no, in no, the no, future no. will I'm, hear I'm in that. agreement here. Of course we're pro-bat. They're virus-beating, guano-producing, ice-busting, Autobahn-racing, cheetah-shaming, well-groomed, drunk-flying yeah. yeah. marvels yeah. of nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well-groomed. So, so I have this Handsome. device now. So we want to we want to poll anyone in we the future that listens to our podcast. That is great. Thank, Thank you for yeah. creating Very that. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. use your free time. So it's a good thing though. So now we're going to talk real quickly about vampire bats. That might have skewed our our polling, but I wanted to get that polling before. That's good. The That's good. Because, yeah. anyways, vampire bats obviously they feed on blood. That which is the word is hematophagy. There are three species of bats out of all of those. You know, eleven hundred or whatever. They actually feed solely on blood, and they all actually live here in Americas, anywhere from like uh, Mexico down through South America. If they can't find blood for two nights in a row, they will die. So two wow. nights in a row without blood. So here's some crazy adaptations. So part of the bat's brain that processes sound is also well adapted for basically detecting the regular breathing sounds of sleeping mammals, like mm. cows, and pigs, because that's their main food source. So they feed on the blood from these sleeping cows, pigs, horses, whatever, and sometimes humans, not very often. But uh, they have, they also have such good eyesight, they can maybe see a cow from like 130 meters away. And then, and then when they get close, they get close. They have these like they have infrared radiation, like kind of like a like a like a pit viper or whatever. They can detect hot spots on that cow or pig or whatever with these little thermal receptors on its nose so they can know exactly where the blood is flowing close to the skin of its prey. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. Then they use these like canine and cheek teeth like a barber's to shave any hairs away, right? That might be getting in the way. <laughs> then they use their razor sharp incisors they make like a seven millimeter wide slice, like lengthwise, and then like same distance deep, and they lap up the blood with their tongue. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. isn't that like good Halloween stuff? That is great Tasty. Halloween stuff. And their saliva contains several <laughs> compounds that prolong the bleeding. Oh, nice. So like anticoagulants and that yeah. inhibit blood clotting. So that blood just keeps flowing. They can sit there for like, you know, 30 minutes without waking up that sleeping pig or cow. Or human. Yeah. Yeah, or human. Scientists <laughs> are studying. I want to rechange my vote. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Well, that's why we voted earlier. Let's okay. Because uh, it's creeping yeah. some people out. Yeah, so yeah. Those, But, but right those, comp yeah. those yeah, compounds yeah. that keep that blood flowing though, right? Think about our blood vessels or like basically, so these compounds- these compounds could be used to prevent blood clots, uh, and prevent strokes. So those compounds that keep that blood flowing could be good for people. And that's what a lot of scientists are studying that. So that's what the bull shark said too. And, then, and you're right, thinking that concerned about our blood flow. Yeah. These are little bats. And, and They're not removing enough blood to harm the animal, right? Their bites maybe can cause a little nasty infection, maybe a little disease, but that's What about right. the six inch uh, or seven inch no, cut that they've made? Se it's, millimeter. it's millimeter. millimeter. Oh, okay, all right. That's all right. Like not even mind, that's it's like seven inches. No. It's like yeah, we, we're, yeah. Right. let's get yeah. this straight. It, it's six or seven millimeters. I have no idea what that okay, means. That's no, like not even, even the, your pinky nail. Think of your pinky nail across. That's like 10 millimeters. So the cut I, is like I can't half, do that halfway thing. across your pinky nail. So it's a and little cut. And they can cut. see them from 130 millimeters. 
meters yeah, away, yeah, yeah. which I, I think yeah, translates to seven miles, right? Yes. This yeah, is American I, public right, American, schooling, folks. American conversion. I do appreciate right. the fact that they shave first, that they're, the yeah. hygiene is yeah. very important. For hygiene. That. I did really yeah. impress that. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. You get a little manscaping right. before you suck the blood. Yeah. That That's a nice. It's like mammal, mammalscaping. Mammalscaping. Yeah, mammals. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. In our so back box, we have a, a room for uh, Just for the manscaping? And, and for scaping. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You thought Almost of everything. Done. We did. Almost done. So okay. I kind of creeped out with vampire bass, but they're actually, they're really quite nice. They're giving. They share their food, right? Because they can only go two days without blood. So the ones that get blood, they share. They share it. So And they're, they're called the donor bats. And they actually, they kind of regurgitate. They barf up the blood for the ones that Oh, yeah. Didn't needed. need to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, they're quite tame. You can hold them, and they're friendly oh, to yeah. humans. Yeah, sounds like so it. So there you go. So we're not going to have a revote, <laughs> but that is all for our Halloween edition of Vampire Bats. Nice. Thank you for that. Learned a go. lot. Yes. There you go. Our bats are brown bats, by the way. I will be going out and impressing everyone now at the local bars and breweries about, hey, I'll bet you a pint. Uh, what's the fastest mammal? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice. Boom. Guaranteed right. win every time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everyone's gonna say cheetah. Yeah, no, true. I would have said cheetah. I probably still say cheetah. And they're <laughs> like, "Damn, I knew the answer." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, doctor. Of course, of course. See, like you said at the beginning, Talon, educational podcast. Education. Yeah, I learn something new every night. We got one more thing for you. I got a quick, I bet you didn't know oh, for Halloween. Super excited. Well, let's get into it then. All right. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. All right, here's an I bet you didn't know based on how, maybe you did know, I don't know, but I didn't know, so... I'm assuming other people don't know because that's how I work. The tradition of carving a gourd, pumpkin, squash, even in the old days, turnips into grotesque faces. That goes way back into the late 1700s, early 1800s, maybe even earlier. The original purpose was to scare away evil spirits on All Hallows Eve or any other time that evil spirits might be lurking around. Later, the carved pumpkins... Uh, were used to scare away children that wandering around at night, which, of course, now they're just decorative, but I kind of like the idea that they just put yeah. things out there to scare children. Um, now it's just part of the fun, uh, the way we've commercialized a celebration of the dead and the good, wholesome fun of scaring children. So we know the pumpkin as the jack-o'-lantern. And I just recently found out the story behind the old jack-o'-lantern is a beer-drinking story. What? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I'm not the only one that didn't know. Okay, good. I didn't know. Go that. on, go on. Yeah, okay, here we go. And, and Tom, you're going to appreciate this because it's on, an up. Irish. It's an Irish folktale. Hi, laddie. <laughs> so here, it so often is the case. Numerous tales tell it, so there's different versions of it, but they usually focus on this Irish figure known as Stingy Jack, or sometimes known as Jack the Smith or Jack the Drunk. Nice. Not a bat, though. Or drunk Jack. No, not a bat. And the story goes that long ago, back in the backwoods of Ireland, or the back grasslands of Ireland, on the peat, there lived a man named, surprisingly not, Jack. 
He was a knave, a trickster with a well-known taste for beer. And basically, he was a sort of guy that loved beer and pulling pranks on people. And if he wasn't pulling pranks on you, you probably loved the guy. But his pranks were known as being pretty nasty, pretty mean. One night, old Jack's heading home, and he runs into the devil, as these things used to happen in the old folk tales. And the devil says, I'm here to take your wicked soul. Oh, heard this story before. It's heavy. Wow. Have you? Charlie Daniels, I think they oh, sang oh, this song. Yeah, similar, right, similar. Right, right. Yeah, Except we got beer involved. Oh, okay. And no yeah. fiddle. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Right. So he says, I'm here to take your wicked soul. You're going down to hell with me. Let's pack it up and go. But Jack, the prankster, says, you know what, devil? I get it. I haven't been a good person. Uh, but one request, please, before you take me down, can we go into the pub and have a pint? I just want one more pint here on earth before we go to hell. And the devil says, oh, gosh, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Uh, he doesn't see any reason to refuse it. So he says, yeah, let's go into the pub. So Jack gets the devil into the pub and they start drinking pint after pint. It was supposed to be one pint, but pint after pint because the devil's All having they a pretty have good Heineken, time. Right. All they have is Heineken. All right. 25 cent Heineken. Not in <laughs> Ireland. Yeah. Oh, OK. Sorry. Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Guinness. Yeah. So. And the well, devil he, has a strong arm and they have a big arm that they might have put it in the, the thing that you're not allowed to have anything else. But the devil's uh, drinking like stone, arrogant bastard or something. <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what Jack's doing. He's yeah. he's giving the devil the stone enjoy by 1031 for every one of his Guinness. So Jack's drinking a 4.4 percent Guinness to every nine point whatever four percent nice. to that's exactly what stingy Jack's doing. I don't know that I made that up. No, that's the gist of it. The devil's getting drunk. Jack's pretending to get drunk, but he's such a good beer drinker that he's not. And, he's and yeah, oh, there you go. And many right. beers later, pretending to be tipsy, Jack comes up with a, a prank to play on the devil. God, I'm loving the story. I'm loving yes. the story. Okay, good. All right. I, all never, right. I never want it to end. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's going to end. <laughs> It's not like my my story of uh, Malloy back no, on no, the no. on this the. Is, yeah, I like this. Let's keep this going. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm oh, Jack, right now. I am so Jack into this story. Jack announces he's quenched his thirst. It's time to go. Time to pay the bill. And the devil, a little drunk, agrees. And then he whispers to the devil, "Hey, let's play a trick on the barkeep. You know, this, on this pub owner. Let, let's play a trick on him." Devil, what is it? He goes, "Devil, because you can change shapes. I want you to turn yourself into a silver coin." to pay the man and and then you could disappear and we'll get all this beer all this beer we drink for free, free. the devil says all right that's that's pretty cool that's this pretty funny yeah ever. let's totally do this God, i'll turn myself story. into a coin <laughs> so devil impressed with his cunning ways and conniving ways <laughs> transforms himself into a coin which jack quickly sticks into his pocket next to a crucifix which traps the devil into the Ooh. coin Oh. Not entirely sure if this is a true story. Hundred uh, percent true. No, I can't. Yeah, it sounds like it. devil can't. It sounds very plausible. He can't regain his real form when he's pressed oh. up against the crucifix, oh. and so Jack's got him trapped. And Jack says, "Look, you came for my soul. I want a deal. I want a deal, buddy. I'll let you out. I'll release you, but you have to let go of my soul. I'm. You're not taking me to hell." Wow. And the devil, who's pretty panicky, that it's going to be pretty right. embarrassing to the other yeah, supernatural creatures that he's been trapped so he uh he agrees he lets jack go jack lets him go he lets jack go but a few years later jack does die 
And because of his sinful life, his deceit, and all of his beer drinking, I don't see why that's thrown into the story. That seems erroneous. Uh, He's refused entry to heaven. He goes up to the gates. He knocks on the door. Come on. Jack here. And they say, no, hey, wait, aren't you friends with that Reverend Travis Clark? You, you don't right. get in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah. You know what, though? Jack has the last laugh because he's down there with the devil. He says, devil, what the fuck's all that lint doing on your head? You're stuck in my pocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack can't get into heaven. That's too bad. Which means his... And he can't get into hell because the devil won't let him into hell. Right. So his soul is trapped just wandering, which apparently is far worse than hell. So he's begging entry into hell so that he doesn't have to wander aimlessly, this lost soul. And the devil just laughs at him and says, yeah, no, this is not happening. You tricked me. My turn. Uh, uh, I can't take your soul. I promised you I wouldn't. Oh, All right. Wow. So he uses oh, his wow. words against them. Jack is cast out into the netherworld forever to roam and haunt, never to have his soul, never to rest. But the devil does feel a little sorry for his beer drinking buddy. So he gave him one small token, one little small favor. He gave him an ember of light, which he put inside of a pumpkin wow. for Jack to carry around as he wandered the dark nights. And that became oh. Jack of the Lantern. Wow. I feel so the- enlightened. I'll never look at a pumpkin the same again. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I'll never, yeah. now, now, yeah. Every time I walk by a pumpkin, I'm going to probably pour one out for the pumpkin. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, here's to you, Jack. I thought the devil's going to give Jack a beer. Come on, give him a beer. <laughs> Actually, in that story, though, the only surprising thing is, is how um, gullible and not very intelligent is the devil. Because you would think yeah, that they would be a little That was pretty common, those early 1800 stories. Yeah, you know, the so? devil and, devil and Daniel Webster. Sharp. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't super Not sharp. like the Faustus days where the yeah. devil steals your soul and, and gets the better of you. Right. Uh, this you know. is the best podcast. I can ever. do a whole thing on romanticism and transcendentalism if you're when you're ready. When you're ready. Right, next, ha- next Halloween. Let's next Halloween. <laughs> let's, let's let's maybe save that for next Halloween. <laughs> so ILB team members and listeners, now you know. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came Wow. That was good. Enlightened. Enlightened. Is that was really good. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I like it. Did anybody finish their stone? I'm, I'm on a, my last sips. I'm, I'm on my last sip. sip. I'm done. It's going to be a good night. I'm going to be hammered watching the rest of the baseball game. well that's our show kids we're out of candy the bowl is empty time to flip off the porch light snuggle up with our wives and either watch the world series or a scary movie whatever you do for your halloween options anyway we'd love to keep trick-or-treating but right now we gotta run